Glad to have you back. Hour number two of the Bill Michaels Show. We are uh, broadcasting today in snowy conditions as we're waiting for the uh, the moderate snow. Not the heavy snow, but the moderate snow to start coming down. A lot of lake effect right now coming from the east. And it's uh, giving you the light, fluffy blanket, uh, depending on what part of the state you are in. From, uh, I know, Sheboygan, uh, just north, maybe south of Manitowoc, uh, from east of Milwaukee, and then blowing west all the way out well past uh, Waukesha, Jefferson County, into uh, Dane County. So all that going on right now. I get it. I get it. It is what it is. And in the meantime, we wait for the heavier stuff to start coming down later on tonight. Uh, started out the show today, We uh, it was great to get Mike DeCourcy on. We're going to hear from if you If you missed it, you'll hear it in the last hour of the show. Mike DeCourcy, great to have on the program. Talk some uh, Big Ten college hoops, no doubt. So... Uh, if you missed it, the beginning of the show, I get a call yesterday, and the call was from a buddy of mine who said, hey, have you heard? Now, after Brian Gutekind spoke, after Aaron Rodgers spoke on Tuesday, we all knew that there'd be some stuff that would start to matriculate out. Um. I get a call, and it, it said, you know, hey, um, um I'm going to give you a little information, a little background. And it's from a guy that I, I trust. And he says, you know, hey, the uh, the report is is that Rogers Camp, David Dunn, wants to, be, wants to have his client be the highest paid player in the National Football League. And I said, well, you know, if he kept his contract the way it is, he would be. And he said, no, no, no. It's over 50, 50 plus million dollars a year. And I said, what? And he said, yeah, he said, uh, we've, we've seen that paperwork. And I, I said, is it a contract or is it? He's like, no, it's 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 there. It's it's on the table. Um, so I started making a few phone calls, and sure enough, you know, you hear that that's the rumbling that it's not about it. it Rogers wants his guy, Devontae Adams, to be paid and signed. Brian Gutekind said yesterday. That it, Aaron, he said, Aaron, quote, Aaron is the first to fall, end quote, is the first thing to fall, meaning to get him done. Um, he said, all options are open to keeping Rodgers and Adams, but they want a long term deal with Devontae. Uh, they will exhaust everything prior to putting the franchise tag on him. This is out of yesterday's presser. Go back to July 28th of last year. July 28th of last year. And Aaron Rodgers at the podium had this to say about money. We don't have it. I'm not a victim here. Uh, I've made a ton of money here, and I've been really fortunate to play a long time and to play here. At the same time, I'm still competitive, and I still feel like I can play. I proved it last year. So I feel like making a commitment past 2021 season was not a big deal, and there are ways to do that. Uh, that wasn't uh, necessarily accomplished, and so that's why we're here. He went on to say um, that uh, it's not about the money. And that's Aaron Rodgers' words. That's not my words. He said, I, I, end quote, I said from the start it wasn't about the money. And then he went on to talk about culture and the people and the way they're treated. Uh, but yesterday we learned that, you know, $50 million a year is on the table. 
I don't know how they can put together a team and and pay Devontae Adams, which is what Rodgers wants, and still have enough money left over to find players that are going to help you win in the postseason. You can you can win games with good quarterback play and get yourself to 8, 9, 10 wins. Rodgers is good for 3, 4 wins. We know that. But you're never going to get to a Lombardi trophy by yourself. Um, Lucas uh, said it would be interesting to see which percentage of the salary cap was taken by the starting quarterback of the last 10 Super Bowl champions. Nothing has ever been taken more than 13.9%. Nothing. Nothing. Just an FYI. Nothing has ever been taken for more than 13.9%. So, that's it. That's it. I mean, look, is he worth it? Back-to-back MVPs, you know, considering Patrick Mahomes is making 45? Yeah, you could probably say he is. For some of the contracts that have been doled out, you look at a guy like Kirk Cousins, three years, $90 million guaranteed, then he did it again? Yeah, you could probably say Rodgers is head and shoulders above Kirk Cousins. And and you can't you can't negate that money. But I don't know how... You can can legitimately look at the rest of your teammates and say that you deserve to be paid that level and you still have this thought of winning games. I, I, don't, I just don't believe they go hand in hand. I just don't believe they go hand in hand. Give me your thoughts. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Love to hear from you. 877-867-1670. Give us your thoughts. Would you pay Aaron Rodgers? Now, again, $50 million is not going to count against the cap. Not all of that. Some of it, but there's there's other ways to get around that. So it, not every bit of that would. Maybe you make it $20 million. That would count against the cap. Maybe you make it 25. I mean, I don't, I don't know how they would finagle that. I, I'm not a capologist here. That's not for me to figure out. All I know is that if that's the way you want to be paid as the highest paid player, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. So 50 million. That's, uh, that's what's out there. Uh, this is from Landon who says, if I'm the Green Bay Packers, I seriously look at trading him and Devontae. Start, get, start getting those chips for next season. Joshua says he's worth it. He has earned it. Back to back MVPs. What more does the guy have to do? He can't win a Super Bowl by himself. Joshua, you are 100% correct. You are 100% correct. The special teams let him down, but don't forget about the play of the offense. In that game, after the opening two drives, they didn't really move the ball after that. They scored on one, Mercedes Lewis fumbled on the other, and after that, they, there wasn't much more to it. They, they got a field goal. That was it. We thought when they went down and scored like a hot knife through butter, we thought that was it was going to be a runaway. That all of a sudden everything we talked about leading up to that game was going to come to fruition. That Aaron Rodgers was going to get a big lead and you were going to force Jimmy Garoppolo into throwing the football and that they were going to try to play catch up and this, this whole monkey was finally going to get off their back regarding San Francisco and they were able, going to be able to breeze through it and they didn't. They just flat out didn't. 
The Packers offensively choked. Their special team sucked. We all know that. But offensively, they choked. They were driving. Mercedes fumbled the football, and that was it. That was the last real precise drive they had. That was that was, It was all over after that. Rodgers was under siege. They were blitzing him. They were bringing pressure. The offensive line didn't look good. Matt LaFleur had a miscalculation when it came to playing the offensive line the way he did. Rodgers, didn't, Rodgers never looked comfortable. He had happy feet. Locked on Devontae way too much. A lot of the things that we've heard in the past came to came true again. So I agree with you. You can't you can't win it by yourself. That's my point. Is Aaron Rodgers a great quarterback? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm I'm really if 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 and I believe this to be true, but my my argument is is he worth it? Yes. In the pay scale of the NFL, is he worth it? Yes. Not arguing that fact. Absolutely. Not arguing that. My argument is, is this about the making of the money or is it about the remaining legacy? Because if it's all about making $50 million plus a year, your legacy is going to fall second. And your legacy is going to be you made a lot of money, you won four MVPs, one Super Bowl, be happy. Because that, because that's it. Oh, you're going to give you're going to give Packers fans a lot of good moments for the remainder of your career. You're going to be happy that your guy is with you. But I'll guarantee you this: they're not going to keep Bakhtiari after the uh, ability to get out from underneath that contract comes due. They're going to move on. So there's your guy. He's gone because you're taking all the money. When they can get out from underneath the because you know, wide receivers have are much like running backs in the National Football League, and I don't, I don't, I don't begrudge Devontae the opportunity to go out and get his money because he's deserved it. And much like running backs, wide receivers in the National Football League, unless you are unbelievably special, it, it doesn't last. Because once the speed's gone, once that juke is gone, once that apex leaping ability is gone, once that, then all you have left is being a crisp route runner and being on the same page with your quarterback. But if you don't, if, if you're not overwhelmingly special, and, and we all know that every year there's another corner that's going to come up and be better than the guy that covered you last year. Once that guy or those guys begin to matriculate into the league, you're, an, you're another guy. Because in in your case, speed is everything, and speed diminishes with time. So eventually, Devontae will be gone. I bet you Devontae's good for two more years. Unless he suffers a knee injury or a severe ankle injury. Two more years. I hope I'm wrong, but two more years. So we'll, we'll see. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Um, Tidbit says, you can't tell me that every returning starter Packer player is happy about this. Uh, no way in hell, Rodgers or not, these guys aren't stupid. I I agree with that. Merlin says, when Rodgers said, uh, I said from the start it wasn't about the money, I believe he was referring to the issue he was having uh, of the summer of 2021. That's what that press conference was about. He was upset with management because they didn't value his opinion. No, I agree with that. But remember, Merlin, they also were coming at him with money. They were coming at him with an extension, a contract extension. He didn't want to be a lame lame duck guy, and they were going to offer him a bunch of money. And he said it's not about the money. 
It's not about the money. His words, not mine. You can twist it however you want it. But he said it. If it was more about respect, more about opinion, more about the people inside that locker room, and as he put it, the guys around him, good players that they've let go over the years, guys that, quote, as he said, could help them win. You can't keep all those guys around anymore. Not if you're making $50 million a year, you can't. You know it and I know it. No doubt. Uh, Team Junkins says, will you shut about this if Aaron Rodgers gets the money and wins a Super Bowl next year? Yeah, because he'll be the first one to ever do it. And will you come back to the program and say that you're going to continue to talk about it and about the amount of money that he's making over legacy? Because you want us to stop talking about it. It's it's news. It's it's out there. I mean, you really have to make a decision. Now, after Brian Gutekind said yesterday that they have to figure – they're all in. The Packers are all in. I give the Packers a lot of credit. Now, whether it's just face stuff or not, I give the Packers a lot of credit. How they're going to figure all this out, I don't know. I'm just bringing you the facts. And tell me why they didn't win a, a, a Super Bowl last year. Tell me why they didn't win a Super Bowl the year before. I've gone through and defended Rodgers, don't forget, in the NFC Championship games in which they say, well, he's one in four. I've gone through every one in every circumstance. I defended him. In this case, can't. Can't defend it because it doesn't go hand in hand. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. Welcome back. Glad to have you. Hey, uh, I got a question that uh, was posed. Hey, the last uh, 10 quarterbacks. I'm going through the last five or six. Stafford made 10.69% of his team's total payroll. Tom Brady, the year he won it with Tampa Bay, 12.25. Patrick Mahomes, the year that he won it was under a rookie deal. He was making 2.36. Brady, the year prior to that, made 9.42. Nick Foles made 6.1. Brady, then, uh, the year prior to that, made uh, 8.7%. Um, then you, it kind of goes on from there uh, all the way down to uh, Joe Flacco. Uh, there's uh, even Aaron Rodgers. Eli Manning was only making 9.2% um, of his uh, of his team. So, I look, it, if you're making more than 13.9%, uh, you're not you're not winning. Not winning. Isn't happening. Didn't happen. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. It's, uh, and, and that's, you know, hopefully the answer is part of your question, but I got to go back and, and run the numbers on the rest. But nobody, Steve Young made 13.1% of his team's total salary. Steve Young did. Um, and that was back in 1994. That was the most, uh, at one point going into 1994. Since then, I think the next highest, if I'm not mistaken, was either Tom Brady in 2004 or Ben Roethlisberger in 2005. I think that was the next highest. And 
and then after that, it goes on from there. I mean, even Aaron Rodgers, when when they won it in 2010, Rodgers had just gotten his first extension, and he was only making, I think, 8%. Uh, there's Drew Brees, Eli Manning, and I already went back to Joe Flacco. So, yeah, it, it's... it's it's um it it's the the amount of money one one particular player makes specifically a quarterback is it just can't chew up that much money um this one is from uh, Brett who says by the way I have Rogers fatigue Rogers fatigue now it was I saw that brought up today and I don't know if it was on ESPN or the NFL network I was watching it might have been on Fox actually I was watching some of the talk shows this morning, and they, they're using the, the quote, Rogers fatigue, where people are now like, okay, enough. They're, they're kind of becoming tired of. Although I will say this, um, Rogers has figured out a way to keep his name relevant in the spotlight for quite some time. For quite some time. He has been a master when it comes to picking his moments, saying what he wants to say, posting what he wants to post, cryptically. Um, some of it, you know, you can say on its face, this is what it is. But we all know that he's a very smart guy. He's done an amazing job at keep now for almost going on a year, almost a full year at, uh, at keeping himself relevant as far as dominating the headlines. The top two things that trend all the time on the Four Letter Network are Aaron Rodgers and the Dallas Cowboys and Mike McCarthy. Their hatred for Mike McCarthy. Every day it's something new. Nothing happens, but it's something new. You know, about Mike McCarthy, about something that is going to run him out of town via Sean Payton or, you know, whomever, Dan Quinn, whoever they, they may feel is going to be the next head coach over there. They feel, even with a long-term deal, that Mike McCarthy is uh, on his way out. So anyway, um, you just look at it and think, okay, you know, those are the two hot topics, the Cowboys and Aaron Rodgers, the two hot topics in football or in, you know, sports today, because really think about it. Um, there is nothing else in baseball. The NBA's trudging along. They're coming out of the all-star break. Um, I mean, right now you've got uh, the comparison again, which we have to go through the nauseating comparison every year. Is LeBron the greatest or is it Michael or is it Kobe? And that's that's like all they have to talk about. Trying to keep LeBron relevant in some way, shape or form. I've always said LeBron's a really, really great player, but he's not Michael. I don't even think he's Kobe. Um, so, again, you talk about a guy that puts himself on a pedestal. And in today's day and age, who's to say Michael Jordan wouldn't, right? Who's to say that Kobe Bryant wouldn't with Twitter and Instagram and such? Who's to say that they would have been any different? But that's all they had to talk about regarding the NBA right now as we start to get ready to go down the uh, stretch run. But right here in our own backyard, what has become the most relevant has been uh, the Aaron Rodgers discussion. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hey, by the way, I, speaking of the NFL, I don't know if you've been paying attention to any of this. Um, the, uh, the thought that you've got Troy Aikman possibly considering a move, whether it's to Monday Night Football or uh, to the uh, Amazon Prime, 
Al Michaels possibly doing that as well. So uh, we'll see. But I know that they're talking about a, a big payday for uh, for Troy Aikman. I, I'll be honest, man. I... I hate to see Al Michaels being kind of pushed out. They made that decision a while ago when they picked up Mike Tirico. We all knew that. Mike Mike Tirico is a very good play-by-play guy when it comes to television. Very knowledgeable, great delivery. He doesn't have that same bravado as Al Michaels does. There's just something very soothing about Al Michaels and very big game feel about Al Michaels. And uh, I know that some people do and some people don't. I mean, it, I guess it just depends on your your like. But with those with with him being teamed up with Chris Collinsworth, I think they're both fantastic. I think they're both fantastic. But it looks like Troy Aikman might be back on his way to a Monday Night Football. That he is going to be out and uh, that he is going to be on his way to Monday Night Football. Hey, here's some news. For those that are Jimmy Buffett fans, and you know I am, Saturday night, July 23rd, 8 o'clock. He's coming to Alpine Valley. How about that? Which I kind of knew was coming because they've already contacted certain people in the area, but uh, brought to you by Landshark and Margaritaville uh, stuff. Yeah. Jimmy Buffett's coming back. We might need to do like a big staff outing down there. That'll be a good time. Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's go to the phone calls. Talk to Larry listening to us in Green Bay. Larry, how you doing, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill. Good morning. Uh, just uh, wanted to uh, chime in on something a little smaller uh, news-wise from Green Bay. Uh, it was just recently announced that UW-Green Bay is going to discontinue uh, the JUCO sports programs for some of the, the satellite uh, uh, colleges uh, that are affiliated with Green Bay. Green Bay. And mm-hmm. I think it's kind of a sad, sad day, you know, that they're going to discontinue these uh, opportunities for some of these kids that aren't D1 players or maybe right. not D2 players. But, you know, I, I referee in that league, and it's uh, it's pretty good basketball. I mean, it's not Division One, but uh, you got kids that care and, and love the sport and, you know, are given given a lot to the game. Right. No, I agree with you. They're playing for the love of the game, and that's, that's uh, sad to see go. I agree. I and, and it's like D3. It's like watching some of these guys because these guys and girls in D3, they're not out there for big-time scholarships. They're not out there. They're hoping to get recognized and maybe advance, but for the most part, they're not. They're just out there for the love of the game, and you love seeing that kind of competition, and you hate to see it go by the wayside. Yeah, do you think it's a financially driven decision uh, with yep. regard to why they would discontinue that? 100%. Uh, that's the only reason is they're not making money on it, it's a bleed, and they just, they, they've just they got other places to put their money. 100% guarantee. Well, money drives that, everything, that, man. We all know that. Yep, I do. All right, sir, thank you. All right, buddy, talk to you soon. Yeah, it's a sad, uh, sad thing to see go. No doubt. Sad thing to see go. I agree with that. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, Merlin says it would be an awesome thing for Aikman to leave Fox. Uh, wouldn't have him most Sundays on uh, the Packers games. I, I Again, I don't find him egregious. I know some of you hate him. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because he's a cowboy. I get it. But I, I, I've always felt that Aikman and Buck, again, much like Collinsworth and Michaels, 
they breed big game. They they say big game when those two guys are on the mic. And I Troy Aikman is not the he's not the analyst and even Tony Romo. What is Tony Romo? You know, he was Tony Romo when he first got into the broadcast booth was really 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 analytically good. And it was almost like somebody told him, "Hey Tony, you're giving away too much." You know, you're 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 schooling up the audience too much or you're saying things and you're giving away what it is they're going to do. You're doing too much. And all of a sudden he's like, can you believe this, Jim? What What do you think, Jim? Who the hell cares what Jim Nance thinks? You're the analyst. That's what he's gotten to. It's like, are you doing your homework anymore? Or are you just playing golf and then showing up on Sunday? You know? But when he first got into the booth, man, it was great. And now he's morphed into some kind of a weird caricature. Troy Aikman, um, he is good at... Showing you what happened. Chris Collinsworth is good at showing you what happened and taking a stab at what will happen. I like that it, because he he thinks still like a player and he, he'll say, you know, hey, they, they need to go back at this guy. They need to do this. They need to go here. This is open that, you know, he'll see that. And it's not always right. And then people will get all over him. You're an idiot. You were wrong. You know, OK, whatever. But. I, I I like that broadcast. Him and Al, I think, do a great job. But um, but I hate to see I hate to see those really good teams break up, and they're breaking up because of money. It's always let's go find the newest and the baddest, you know, the the the, the baddest ass out there. And sometimes what you have in your own booth is really good. Um. Let's see here. Uh, Mark says maybe more Collinsworth, and then they say as long as Collinsworth doesn't get his uh, smug son more airtime, I'm okay with Michaels leaving. I uh, and again, I don't. I, I love Al Michaels. I think Al Michaels is the gold standard. I think Tarico is really good. I like Mike Tarico. He's a very likable guy. But I think Al Michaels is the gold standard in so many different areas. So many different areas. Uh, we're going to break. Let's take a break. We'll be back. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. Glad to have you back. The Bill Michael Show. We continue on, and we are happy you are here. Thanks, as always, for hanging out with us. We certainly appreciate it. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, please feel free to do so. Find us on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. And uh, you can also uh, find us uh, on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michael Show. But subscribe for free. You can uh, download the program uh, on the podcast, whether it's Spotify or Apple iTunes, even uh, Google Podcasts. But you can also find us on YouTube simply by going to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. And uh, we can uh, we can chat there as well or take a listen to the program. But you can always find us on YouTube and subscribe for free. Watch the show, whatever it happens to be. Uh, go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S, Bill Michaels Show. Um, uh, Ken Ingles, by the way, who does the Packers cap, says, if I were a betting man, my money would be on an extension being the next non-Rogers move we see from the Packers to create cap saving. Uh, he said it would be Jair Alexander. Jair Alexander to get the next deal done to give them additional cap space. 
And uh, then, uh, you know, others estimate that it's possibly going to be um, possibly going to be Adrian Amos after that. So we shall see. But uh, to make the Rodgers, make Aaron Rodgers uh, be paid the highest player payer in the NFL, uh, the reports are 50 million bucks. 50 million bucks. Um, when you look at, uh, Jake says, I agree with you 100%. The fact that no team winning when 13% of the cap is eaten up. So would you say that the organization looks really bad for not winning more during 2009 through 2014 in the contract time of Aaron Rodgers? Absolutely. Jake, you got a great point. The fact that they did not win, that they didn't push all the chips to the middle of the table, more so, you know what, you could probably say as good as he was, it also falls on Ted Thompson. The last few years, the organization has done a lot. They should have won this past year. That's why this year in 2014 hurt so bad. They hurt so bad because this team should have won, and they didn't. They ignored special teams. They ignored that, and this team should have won in 2014. And that was – Mike McCarthy took his foot off the gas in the third quarter, back-to-back series, three and outs, running the football, trying to eat up clock, and it just was way too much time left in the game to start doing that, and the momentum swung. Russell Wilson got the opportunity, scored in back-to-back drives, and – then all of a sudden, things out there swung in the opposite direction. And the Packers still had a shot to win the game. And they just didn't. So, I agree with you. Those 2014 and this past year, even last year to a certain extent, they should have they should have been in a Super Bowl. And they just didn't. They fell short. Yeah, and, go ahead. I was going to say, and you don't even have to go back to 2011 where they went 15-1 and one and then completely right. laid an egg. Completely. Completely. I agree with that, too. But the the NFC... Now, the 15-1, and one, you almost saw that coming, the way that season went. And, and, and Rowdy, you bring up a good point. 15-1, and one, the year they, they lost to Romeo Cornell and the Kansas City Chiefs. And I, I, was, I remember doing the show, Gary Ellison and I are doing the show, and I had said to Gary, I said, that's the way you beat the Packers. Romeo Cornell figured it out. And, you know, we kind of talked about that. And people are like, you're an idiot. This is an offense. It's high-powered, high-fly. I said, nope. That, they just figured out how to beat him. And sure enough, the Giants did. You, they, you just felt everything was set up for you to win, much like this year. You know, players are coming back. Lambeau Field, cold night, snow. It's, it's, it's all heading in your direction. All you got to do is take advantage of all of that. And they didn't. Same thing back then. Romeo Cornell figured out defensively how to beat them. And what he did was he smashed him in the, in the face of the line of scrimmage because everybody else had played off because the Packers were so good with their wideouts. They all could figure out how to get off of a, 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 a coverage. So nobody wanted to play him tight because once they got loose, they were gone. But Romeo Cornell said, we got nothing to lose. We're going to punch you with the face of the line of scrimmage. And that's what they did. And the Giants did that. And Eli Manning was on in that particular game, and, you know, it is what it is. And history 
history moves on. But th- that Romeo Cornell is the one that figured out how to beat the Packers. And I firmly believe that they got out coached in 2012 and 13 by Harbaugh, and they literally couldn't stop Colin Kaepernick, and you knew what was coming. Right. You knew that was coming and they couldn't stop him. And I also say by that point in time, the uh, the defense had begun to erode. And we know, you know, Nick Collins is gone. They're making Charles Woodson a safety. They're moving guys around. They didn't replenish the way they should have. You know, they let some guys go. They, they The defense, they let erode for the sake of money to always have that cap flexibility. And Ted never wanted to pay players in their second and third contracts. And the, some of that came up and Ted didn't want to do it. And he let them go. I completely agree with you. And and that's why when we look back at the playoffs and the history and Rodgers' frustration coming in the last season, it's because there was a lot of times they had good players and they just had this firm where after a second contract, you're not going to be with this team. We're going to let you go. And instead of just hanging on to the knowledge and hanging on to good players and looking at, at everybody as an individual, they just had a hard and fast rule and guys that were good, they let go. They let them walk. And that ultimately hurt them. That philosophy ultimately hurt them. Uh, which is why Rodgers was pissed. But you go back through the NFC Championship games and what they did, and I we've gone through this, you know, a hundred times. But you know, the game in in Atlanta, they should have never been there. They had no business beating even Dallas, but they did. Uh, Aaron Rodgers did it on a bad calf muscle. They should have won in 2014. Julius Peppers never should have said get down. Clay Matthews shouldn't have pulled himself out of the game. Micah Hyde should have known where he was supposed to be on a two-point conversion. Obviously, you know, Bostic should have never gone up to try to get that ball. All of those circumstances changed the tide of that game, and they win the game. They walk away with a victory, and instead they didn't. You know, Mike McCarthy taking his foot off the gas in the third quarter, all of that. Uh, Go to San Francisco, the NFC Championship game in San Francisco a few years back. They had no defense. They had Kenny Clark and a bunch of dudes, and they couldn't stop anybody. And we all knew it going in. Uh, you know, when you only run the, when you only pass the ball eight times in an NFC Championship game, and you win going away, you know you've got issues. And they didn't do anything uh, about it back then. They shouldn't have been there. That defense was not good. Rodgers got them there. So all of those circumstances, I agree with. This past year and the year prior, Rodgers could have done more, and he didn't. He had an opportunity at the end of that Tampa Bay game chose to try to force the ball to Devontae. Again, this past year, tried to extend that drive. Alan Lazard, wide open, hands up. Throws three straight times to Devontae again. You know, that that's as much on Rodgers as it is on the special teams and everybody else that had a, had a hand in letting that falter. And the defense, I thought this year, was a championship defense. And had L.A. had to come to Lambeau Field on a cold, snowy weekend, I don't think L.A. wins that game. As much as we talked about Aaron Donald and wanting the ring and pointing to the finger and coming out of that, I, I just don't think L.A. comes into Lambeau Field and wins. I just don't. Uh, a whole different animal. But San Francisco and Shanahan, they got a different level of no fear. I think uh, I, I don't think McVay outcoaches Matt LaFleur in that circumstance. Shanahan did. Shanahan said, look, we can't beat you. We know it. We got to find a chink in the armor somewhere. And they ended up going over and saying, maybe special teams. We can't beat you up man for man, pound for pound, but maybe special teams. And if we get a turnover here or there, who knows that they would get a turnover off of special teams and a turnover via their defense. But they did. I find it pretty interesting that uh, obviously it's always talked about that Shanahan, McVay, LaFleur, they all are coming from the same tree. They're all together. Right. But the biggest thing is when you look at it head to head, I know San Francisco lost to the Rams, obviously, this year. But Shanahan has dominated both of them head-to-head overall. Right. Yep. And he's had the, he's had lesser talent. 
That's the amazing thing about it is Shanahan's dominated them and he's had lesser talent. I think and, and, but certainly lesser quarterback play, but he's had lesser talent. Yeah, I think uh, the majority of McVay's wins were when Jimmy Garoppolo tore his ACL. Yeah, yeah, and they did get the one win, obviously, in the postseason this year. But uh, I, I agree, or in the uh, regular season this year, towards the end of the season. But um, no, I, I, I think uh, Shanahan's a tremendous coach. Who Shanahan reminds me a lot of a young Belichick in the sense of he will find your weakness and exploit it, and also try to take one strength away. He doesn't try to just completely destroy you. It's not like we're going to go out, we're going to manhandle, and that's not that's not his style. His style is let's find one weakness and exploit it, and let's find one of your strengths and try to at least uh, negate it or take it away. And I feel like he's also a guy where they, they have good rosters, no doubt, especially defensively. Yes. But he always finds that one random player that's going to step up and do something. Like look at the rotating running back room. Yeah. Yeah, they, they've had that for a while now. And then who knew Mostert's name before Mostert ran wild over the Green Bay Packers? I mean, he did it amazingly. Like there was and then a- obviously Elijah Mitchell, who they picked up this year, and, and the guys that they had. I mean, you know, Kittle, obviously, he's a, he's a game changer. He's a hell of a player. Brandon Ayuk, when they picked him up, Debo Samuel and the way they used him. But then again, he's using starter. He's using Debo Samuel to return kicks and punts. He's like, I, he's throwing it all out the, out there, man. He's like, I don't care. There was a time where they had they the Green Bay Packers go from Amon Green basically to like Eddie Lacy, and they had yeah. a revolving door like between those two guys. But you just kept figuring out, well, this guy stinks. Oh, this yeah. guy can't get it done. When they picked up Ryan Grant, and then Ryan Grant went down, and they got it done with James Starks. That was due in part because I thought, one, that, that Starks was used more as a blocker than he was as strictly a running back. But he was used in certain segments behind a decent offensive line where he was a north-south runner, high stepper, and he just kept you honest. And then they put the ball in Rodgers' hands the rest of the time. What, what Shanahan's done is we got to figure out ways to get these guys the most usage because we don't want to put the ball in the hands of Garoppolo. And he's been able to figure out different guys – in, including Debo Samuel in the backfield, to be able to say we're going to utilize our run game and our offense more so because we don't want to put the football in our quarterback's hands. That's the most amazing thing about Shanahan. I agree with you. Uh, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Uh, woefully behind, but that's okay. Great discussion. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show next. How are we looking? Bill Michael Show. We continue on. Hey, don't forget about our friends at New Mel Medical. They get it, they're going to get done. Now, this time of year, you might be thinking, ah, I'm going to stay in. It's nice, cozy, and warm, and it's snowing, and it's blech. But we all know what's right around the corner. That is a T-shirt season. And if you're going to kind of look down and go, ooh. <laughs> Put it this way. If, you're, if you take your shirt off and your girlfriend goes, ooh, or doesn't say, boy, you're hot. If she doesn't think you're hot anymore because you're smuggling inner tubes, then uh, maybe you need to call our guys over at New Mel Medical. Call them. They have the all-in-one weight loss program, which is fantastic. And, yes, it works. Uh, then if you're over the age of 30 and it's this time of day and you're sitting there falling asleep into your maybe face first into your computer or you're really tired, you're on the job site or delivering or whatever it happens to be, you're like, oh, man, I'm just dragging ass. Could be low T. They can help you out with that as well. Or erectile dysfunction. We all know ED uh, got you down. Pardon the pun. 
Call them. They have a 98% success rate. So much more for guys. Uh, all you got to do is call 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. That's the New Mail Medical Center. Again, 414-455-4451. And they really can help you out. All you got to do is give them a shout. Doc Tim and Carlos and uh, and everybody over there. They're just great people. But uh, just give them a shout. Um. Sitting here talking about, uh, you know, the the teams that should have, would have, could have. And when you have a quarterback that is making more than 13.9% of your team's total salary, no one has ever won a Super Bowl making that much money. Aaron Rodgers uh, apparently looking for about $50 million a year to be the highest paid player in the NFL. Uh, the Packers, uh, at least according to people, uh, will say, thinking about actually paying it and doing everything they can to get Devontae Adams in uh, under the cap and then uh, to begin doing additional things along the way. I, I don't know how they're going to fit it all in, to be honest with you. I, I just don't know. But uh, that is the talk. That is the discussion. So what do you do? What do you do? Um, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Um, The let's see here. The Peter says if you're waiting for Rogers to sign that deal uh, because of the money, he probably won't. At least not until he knows Devonte is locked up. My question is: If Devonte's locked up, making twenty million a year under a franchise tag, how do you then turn around and pay Rogers that amount of money? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I have no idea how to figure that. I'm not a capologist in any way, shape, or form. No idea. So we'll see. See what happens. Uh, Sira, S-I-R-A-H, Sira says, uh, saw the report on ESPN that Rodgers wants to be the highest paid player in the National Football League. Well, she must be tuning or Sira, I don't know if you're, uh, Sira is a guy or a girl. I would assume it's a girl's name, but I don't know. Uh, if you're just tuning us in, we've been kind of talking about that as well. And as far as making him the highest paid player, it just depends, I guess, how you divide up the money. Um, Mel says uh, the Packers have wasted so many years of decent teams not making them great. I've thrown my hands in the air years ago. At least Gutekinds has given us a reason to believe again. But if they pay Rodgers all this money, you might as well kiss championships. Goodbye. Two more hours yet to go. we got a lot to get to. Hang in there. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up after this.